Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey there, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your host and GM, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's show, the boys finally finish exploring the Drift Rock. And they might even find a way home. But of course, it's being guarded by something really nasty and horrible. Because nothing is easy. So this is it. This is the final episode for book one of Dead Sons. It took us a little bit longer to get here, but we finally did. And we get to find out what happens at the end. And then if they all survive, we start book two next week with a big surprise guest helping us out. Also, at the end of the show, we're going to be giving out our $100 Amazon gift card. And I talk about how to prevent people from playing other people's characters. This actually happens quite a bit. And I'm going to explain a little bit of why it occurs and how to prevent it. And with that... Let's jump right into the show. So once again, you go hand over hand. You do this, the scary spacewalk on the, um, the, the, the wires. It doesn't take... It takes a little bit of time, but it's you guys are kind of getting the hang of it. You once again walk on the surface. You find the same entranceway that you had before. You go through the zero-G area, you still see the dead bodies floating in space of everything you killed, all those zombies and other horrible things. You get back into this airlocked area, which doesn't have breathable air, but does have dim lighting and uh, actual tiled floors. and Gravity. And gravity. And there is the blue portal still there in the room. That has all those control panels where you learned a little bit about this rock. You weren't 100% sure what it was. It seemed to be something to operate minor subsystems of some larger structure device. And exactly what it's for, you're not exactly sure because you failed at determining the language. But you kind of get an idea that this is, some, this is actually part of some much, much larger structure. And it seems to have been sheared off somehow. And there is a door to the north that has not been opened. And that's where you last left off. God damn it. I'm so into running that portal. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. Um, actually, since it's been a, a night, I, I want to run in. Go in. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Do you guys want to try to hack those computers again? John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Nope. I mean, are your abilities better? You're not understanding. I want to run into that portal. 
you can do that if you do a culture check you can try to reread the um complex code since you guys did level up you might have learned something while you were sleeping there you go any of you guys in the culture club want to try I, that I, out I, I actually uh step into the portal really i do really you're doing that i, I really did that you're I, not just going to shove the goblin in first and see what nope, happens or nope you're no, I'm, okay. I'm, I, I, I am a man I don't even tell anyone I stealth into that portal because there. I'm, I'm thinking there might be loot in there, and maybe no one else knows. That's a randomly spawned portal, you know. I enjoyed that. I, I, I've right. seen it here for a while. I've studied it. I think it's going to have a, a return trip. I think I have a return trip on that. Okay. You go through the portal. You appear in your room on Absalon Station. There we go. As you appear in the room, you notice another blue portal on that side. However, within seconds, klaxons start to sound. You start hearing, like, sirens, and they're like... They're like, intruder alert, intruder alert, quarantine broken, quarantine broken, and they announce your room. What do you do? Oh, that's not good. I run back into the portal. You run back into the portal, and you are now <laughs> on. You're right here. You didn't want to do anything while there. Anything? I mean, uh. <laughs> well, that could have been useful. Well, I'm glad he went now. No, not looking back at it, you know. So you're back on this side. Yeah, I don't like alarms. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like police and alarms. I don't like that. I don't like police alarms. Clackman. I like that. Wow. So you were actually back in your room. It was back in your hotel room on Absalon Station, which you recognized. But within seconds, something happened. You must have set off some alarms doing something. Well, I guess we'll find out what happened. Wow. You know, it's, that portal's probably still there. Anyone running to your room could literally just appear here wow. in, in a vacuum, by the way. They'll die if they, they, they're not wearing a suit. So wow, oh, good. I hope that I hope that well, happens. Uh, no, that's or not we good. Or go uh, we could get some snacks from the mini bar. That would be a possibility. Jason McDonald is playing the Yosoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone Cheddar. Look, I have to worry about my ass, and you know, I'm gonna. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna seal this door over here to minimize the uh, effects of vacuum like it, it'll be grim for them but maybe they'll be able to survive at least it's not that's not how it works you know that a vacuum is still a vacuum even if you close the door there's no air going into this area what if we all exhale at once yeah but if some air comes in here maybe it will right if we were somehow to create like artificial uh, like life support well, a couple of minutes have gone by and nothing's happened. Also, you don't hear anything. It's just a big blue portal. Yeah. So you're like, huh. So you got to have to maybe experiment with this a little bit to figure out how it works. But so far, so good. Looks like no one's actually coming back to you. That's good. It is at least it represents like an escape of last resort. That's true. Which um, is kind of handy. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell everyone it's going I'm back to my I'm glad you did that. But good, the good. police are there. So <laughs> we're probably going to get busted. Yeah. But like it's better than being dead. So like. Of course. Yeah, if it's a choice between being in legal trouble or dying, I'll take right. the legal trouble. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, remember, we're on a I might asteroid that's die, been te actually. tethered by a really crappy starship. And uh, in the middle of space, and we have no friends. Yeah, you know, we we can always go back there and go to the bar. You know, Chris, 
You've been concerned about this whole vacuum thing for a while. Are you developing space madness? <laughs> we need echo effect. Am I developing? I, I so have space madness. You already have it. You're oh, terrified it. Oh, of the vacuum of space, aren't you? Oh, you, are you kidding me? Okay, so what are you guys doing? Are you going to actually uh, <laughs> right. check out the Mo computer? Mo has got his hand over. Yeah, Mo has his hand over the doorknob. And unless one of you guys are going to make a motherfucking culture check, then he's going to open the door. I was prepared to do I'm only plus five, but I was prepared to do it until Hiroji went through the portal. So I'll do a culture check, see if I can reread the stuff. Very good. Oh, hell no. You actually, you can take a 20. Oh, okay, then I'll take a 20 then. That's much better than the two. You don't want a two? Yeah. You don't want a two? <laughs> so what do you get as a 20? Uh, oh, it's plus five, so 25. Yeah. 25, you look at it and you're like, yep, still don't understand it. All right, let's oh, keep going. there we go. Okay. All right. Opening the door. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on. No, no, you don't got a better culture. You, oh, you, I do. You, uh, you, you, you just run through portals. We're, we're, we're not even... Doors open. You forget. What is I'm ready to get blasted in the face again. Why would the last door in a dungeon have something dangerous behind it? You all are really just... Oh, there we go. That's where not the surprise the party is. It's not yeah. the last door. You see a corridor that goes north about 25 feet and then goes to the east that ends in a large door. This one is 10 feet wide. All the other doors were normal size. This one appears to be quite large. That implies something large fits through the door. Uh, and obviously no windows or anything like that over it, right? It's all glass. Now, of course there's no windows. Are you uh, crazy? Well, I just want to make sure. <laughs> that a window? Please. Uh, you can dream. All right. So I'm there. I, I'm, uh, I, I have my, um, my, I have my, uh, lightning pistol. Oh, wait, I don't have that anymore. I want my, I have my, my crappy azimuth laser. Pistol. <laughs> that's right. That sounds about your speed. That's perfect. I used to have I, a I lightning I wasn't even going to bother correcting you. You're on your I own. I used to have a got. lightning pistol. I'd like no, to have my cheddar upgraded, uh, buddy right next to me when I open this. That would be kind of good. Hold on, he's moving up there, but yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I am re. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, not. Oh boy, this sounds terrible. I'm recharging my weapons. I'm changing the reloading? ammunition, so I don't re re, re reloading. Reloading. Well, do you reload a, like a laser pistol, or is like you guys already you... did that? You were on the ship. Okay, I just want to make sure you, you okay. guys said you were that last time. You guys reloaded everything. Okay. Yeah, presuming just... anything with a battery could have been recharged on the Archeon. Yeah. In fact, maybe I want Clara. Does Clara want to come forward? She's a sniper. No, she does not. Would love if she would come forward. What's Rusty doing? Rusty's like on the other side. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I not at the front? Oh, I apologize. I love Rusty. Okay, I'm moving forward. It's fine. I actually have my weapon drawn. It's a really nice level two weapon. It's actually it's an arc pistol, a step arc pistol. Yeah. It's ready. It, it has a stun it might, function. It might even be a level three. Level yeah. two, but I'd love it. So really. I believe it's higher than that. I have my uh, I have my azimuth artillery artillery laser in one hand and my assault hammer in the other, and I'm just gonna drop whichever one. <laughs> it's not gonna be good for uh, combat. That would be both in this case. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna have my hammer. 
Yeah, that's how you do. Like you're. Yeah. I, I can switch. Yeah, I can. I can arm quickly. All right. Okay. So, any word on Cheddar? He's right there next to you. And Clara and the uh, Goblin don't want to get in there. I mean, no, they're in yeah, the other room. Fine. Okay. No, they're going to come this up. This is where on. they're going to. This is where they're going to turn on us. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're horrifically um, uh, cowardly. Really. There you go. Goblins. <laughs> That's good. All right. If I can retreat, I would love to. All right. Let's stop the belly aching. I'm talking to myself out loud. I'm going to open the door. You open. If I know how to. I don't know. How do we open these doors? Is there a pass card or do we put yeah, a palm like, on it? Yeah, you just like tap on it. It's future tech doors. Maybe I'm like a dog. I can't figure out how to get through. No, it's like Star Trek. You walk towards it, and if the plot requires it to open, it opens. No, all right. I guess so. Wow. Big, big room. Huge room. With its vaulted ceiling, its smooth stone floor, this sprawling cavern has the appearance of a primitive shuttle hangar or landing bay, an impression reinforced by the presence of a starship taking up the majority of the space. Oh, really? Is it one? That's my ship. Is it named Rhinoceros? Only the western wall is finished with the ceramic metallic plating found elsewhere in the complex. I can pilot this. I'm a great pilot. Well, the remainder of the cavern is hemmed by natural rock walls. Huge doors stand on the eastern wall of this chamber, which you are now standing in. Doors easily big enough to accommodate this starship parked in front. Of more immediate interest, however, are the two human bodies splayed on the floor just inside the western doors. Their internal organs spread artfully on the floor around the corpses. You mean artfully as in like uh, Sidney Pollock or artfully as <laughs> arranged like uh, Pink Floyd the Wall? Bob Ross. Yes. We're going to put some happy. We're just going to put some happy little entrails right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can really just go crazy. Do you see the uh, new uh, Deadpool trailer, right? Oh. Yes, of course. Yeah. No one knows that. Though. No one knows Bob Ross. I mean, that's the thing. Oh, like, no, everyone knows Bob Ross. So few people do. Though. So few people do. Does this ship look like it could be about 80 years old or so? So there are some dead bodies near you. There is a ship that I actually have a picture of the ship I can show you real quick. I would like to see that because that's great. I'd oh, yes. Pictures, please. I guess it's not the Rhino. I'm in handouts looking at the Justified Ring, waiting for something exciting. Hey, the Justified Ring is exciting. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's nice. pretty slick. I like the lines. Wow. It's, it's uh, a Blazers is what that is. Yeah, actually. That's, that's a Phoenix. That's a Phoenix. Fiery Phoenix. That's okay. totally Star Blazers. <laughs> yeah, the ship looks awesome. Um, wow. It's, it's pretty freaking cool. Right by the ship, suddenly a creature appears. Oh, it's never easy. <laughs> you just don't get a starship like that. Wait, I don't see it. We'll fight you for pinks, buddy. You see this strange creature that appears to have yellowish skin, two large claws, two large wings, and instead of a face or head, it has a mouth full of teeth, more teeth, 
and yet more teeth. It has a Demogorgon face. It's, yes, it looks like the Demogorgon, except this one is much, much nasty. And with wings and more limbs that are all claw. Roll for combat! Um, Demogorgon. I don't see it, otherwise I would greet it. Go get her, Ray. Oh, is up first. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, how do, first of all, how do we see it? Uh, what are the lighting conditions like? Are there lights on? Dim light, unless okay. you guys happen to have your lanterns on. And remember, only a few of you can see in dim light. So for Mo, it's no problem. He can yeah. see. Uh, we have our la- lights on automatically, yes? Yeah, you all do. This thing, though, is more than 15 feet away, so some of you are going to have issues. You see it, Mo, and this thing turns to you, and it looks really nasty. Uh, Oh, Mo, it's all you. Yeah, in case you guys don't know what's going on, this is probably a monster as stupid as a Demogorgon, so we must kill it. (laughs) Uh, Demogorgon is actually the most horrific monster you could ever face. stop it. It's the stupidest monster. Nobody's ever fought a Demogorgon. It's never been Well, there's only one, but we're talking about Stranger Things Demogorgon. Yeah, I I fought it in Baldur's Gate 2, and I killed it. Yeah, not in D&D. No one's done in D&D. Okay, so never mind. Okay, so hmm, I'm wondering if I... Oh, delaying my turn doesn't do anything. So I'm Charging the enemy would do a lot. Let's it see. would totally set it's it off guard. Minus two to his AC. Okay, so question. Is it floating, flying, or is it standing? I want to know if there's gravity in that room. There's gravity in the room, and it is currently standing on okay. its two feet. Okay. Same thing with the ship. Ship is standing? The ship is on parked on the floor. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, this might be a, see, I don't get my bonus charge maneuver. Um, uh, Mo is going to introduce himself. All right. You walk up to him and you try to hit it with your assault hammer. Indeed I do. I roll a four for a 12 and I 12 misses. That's correct. Um, I don't have any skills that I can do a knowledge check for this. So I believe. I'm done. Clara's like, I can't see anything. You guys tell me what's going on. I told her. I, I No, I, I voiced out. I, t- I said this was a Demogorgon. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I described so that she Torsa would can want see to it. And Taurus is like. herself into combat. That's okay. Her, her, her lack of action is going to punish her later. That's all right. Yeah. Torsa, she's just delaying. Torsa is sees it and is Charging like. Charging the enemy. Ah, that is nasty. Moves up and fires his junk laser. And unlike Mo, a crit. Actually, it's not a crit. Hit. Okay. Ha! That was dramatic, though. Yeah, it really was. Now I want a crit. I want to see what a crit does. Rolls a 19. Wow. Does uh, four points of damage and manages to uh, hit it. And he's like, ha ha ha! Any damage reduction? No, it seemed to actually take the damage. Okay, okay. This thing looks at you, Mo, and in your head, you hear a voice. And it says to you, what wonderful tastes, what wonderful sights. I'm going to drink you. (laughs) 
Uh, Moe's pretty stupid, though. It bites you. It hits! It hits! For 16. Wow. Yeah, it rolls a 14, gets 26, <sighs> and does 16 points of damage on you. And in your head you hear, Ah, delicious! Delicious! Delay till after me. Who, me delay till after you? Everyone. I said it out loud. Okay. Alright, we'll delay until after Rusty. Roji, do you delay? Delay until after you. Rusty's up. Make sure your magics affect the melee. I move into the room. Uh, I can see it just fine. Huh, that's weird. I don't have a light source. I've never been able to see that far before. Well, I'm not going to worry about it. At any rate, uh, I say to it, what in the world could that be? And I point over its shoulder. And uh, this time I'm going to use my bluff correctly and I'm going to roll. I am not adding my expertise dice yet. I want to see what the outcome is. I'm good. I'm just going to add a d6 on top of that. 27 bluff. 27 bluff. For a clever feint, of course. Right, for clever feint. Now that's against its... It's 15 plus, it's... At one and a half one and times. Half, it's CR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's CR. But I'm pretty sure that worked. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's like, huh? And like looks over. It's like, and you hear in your head, more, more tastes, more delights. And it actually seemed to work. Uh, okay, until the end of my next turn, it's flat-footed to everybody. Nice. That's a good turn, Rust. Sweet. Uh, wait. You get Actually, all... probably everybody goes now before yeah. Mo. Yeah, yep. now Tuttle yeah. can go, Hiroji can go, Clara can go. Alright, I'm going to step into the room. Okay. Clear the log jam. I see a lock on your character. Your character picture is a lock. It's alright. Push the button. What? Did you, did you hear a voice? I think there was a voice in your head. And send in the car. Send in the car. Sorry, I need to end Cheddar's turn, or Tuttle's turn, and then move Cheddar along. And being a knucklehead. All right, since I can't get him all the way into melee range with one with one round, I'm going to stop him and do a shot of the junk cannon from here. Okie dokie. So, good. You actually moved right in front, so you can actually get a clear shot. The jump cannon actually hits, but it only does one point of damage. He rolled a 14-18. Okay, next next turn I'm going to actually get Cheddar up in the melee. Wait, where's my turn? You, you, you go now. That. You go now, Hiroji. Okay. Actually, oh, I, I don't trust this. We need to make this fight end quickly. I want to live. <laughs> you should run up into its face. That'll yeah. Be. Move there, and I push the button. You can push the button. It's The button is on Tuttle. Tuttle has the bot. Yeah, button. yeah, I'm right next to Tuttle. I push the button. No, no that's, that's Cheddar. That's Cheddar, and you can't push the button for him. Oh, wait, Tuttle has the, I thought the button was on uh No, the Cheddar. button's a remote-control device that I have. Oh... I was going to push that one for you. You actually can do it if you want to run up and you could press the button for Tuttle if he lets you. 
you could do that. That's a standard he'll action. So, he'll so not let me. It's a standard action, so it's up to you. I assume he will not let me. But um, I will try, because the button must be pushed. Tuttle, we need to push it. And I try to push the button. Well, it's up to you. Do you let him push it, Tuttle? Not right now, no. We need to wait. I was, I'm not opposed to doing it, but like I was going to at least get him in melee range first. No, I think it, I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work in non melee range. So it's gonna be awesome. We need well, and this this one's gonna kill us. I I we gotta do it now. And I will make a roll to evade his uh, attempts to make me not do it. Did did you just hide from the monster rather? Yeah, than Yeah, he's flat footed this round. This is where you yeah, guys want to do damage. You attack now. Now you attack. This is this. I'll is stay. Say good. you still have your standard action left if you want to actually attack. Because yeah, this is a push the total button. waste of time. Well, he's not letting me push the button. Well, at, at some point, how about you let me play my character? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Chris, Chris, play your turn. You're level three now. You have a whole bunch of new toys. <laughs> I don't have any Show toys. us your toys. All right. You do have the extra 1d8. Mm. What you doing? That's not working. Hold on. What are you trying to do? I thought the button was on the robot itself. No, no. Uh, it says here, Tuttle can activate a remote protocol to activate this technology on the roll, the unpredictable goblin tech table. And it's just a big red button. That actually, the big, that's actually the big red eye you see on him. That's something different. There's a lot of red on these things. Oh, you're shooting. And because he's flat footed, uh, you hit. Woohoo! Four points of damage. Uh, this thing is 15 feet tall, is that correct? It's 5 feet tall. Oh, oh okay. I, th- I don't know how size. I got 15 feet. How high is the ceiling here? Oh, the ceiling? It's, it's going to be insane. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going like, to be insane. Okay. Yeah, it's like hundreds of feet. It's, you can't even see Spaceships, the spaceship-sized. Yeah. Yeah, landing landing bay size. Yeah. Okay, now Clara is going to go. She moves up. She sees that thing, and she's like, oh, pray. She's got a clean. That's a that's a wildly optimistic view of the situation. Yeah, I like that. I like her attitude. Yeah, that's good. And she shoots and misses with her rifle with a five and a thirteen. If she misses, you guys know you're in trouble. That's even with the the, the, well, the flat footed. Even with the flat footed. Wow. Yeah. It's thirteen. She got a thirteen. Yeah, I, well, that, that I, no one would 15. hit me with a thirteen. <laughs> she still missed with a fifteen. Mo is up. Yeah, uh, full attack. I'm gonna do a full attack. Uh, so the infamous full attack. Go for it. Nice. Two attacks minus four each. Are you using the hammer or the claws? Hammer. So you roll six for fourteen. God damn! I rolled. Well, it's minus. It's actually six. not a. It's actually minus four. So it's actually a twelve. Because you get a minus four, then a plus a clue. So it's twelve. Okay. Second yeah. attack. You're basically just getting a. You're basically just getting a minus two. Yeah, but I mean, my rolls have been terrible. There, there we, we go. go. Fifteen. Whoa. Whoa. Fifteen damage. There you go. That's great. Oh, there we are. Actually, twenty-one. Fifteen points of damage. Did you smush this thing? And it's like, doesn't like that at all. And Torsa is up. And Torsa's like, ah, me what done fun. It's not looking well at all. <laughs> me attack, chunk laser, go. And he misses, barely, just misses with a 14. 
And now the space demon dragon thing goes. And it's like, oh, the tastes. They are exquisite. Time to taste somebody else. Oh, no. He, he wants to taste you. Robot taste. They're right there. Robot taste. Takes a small little step to the left. He takes another big old bite out of the reptile. Oh. Automatic hit. Rails yeah. a 9 for a 21. And does 16 points of damage. Nice big wow. chunk comes out of you. He like gobbles it down. And he's like, the taste is delicious. You are exquisite. Wow. Wait, Vesk? Vesk tastes like, tastes like crap. What yeah, you, I know. I this mean, is just tastes just like chicken. Does someone have a knowledge check they'd like to roll for this thing? Okay, I'm going to ask. Yeah. Do you want me to bluff it again? Do you want me to shoot it? It's also oh. flat-footed to me this round. I can double shoot. Double shoot. Cool. That's my vote. I'm hitting laser pistol, but it's really... Oh, static arc pistol. There it is. Oh, I wish I had one. That's a nice weapon. Nice. nice. Full attack. That's a level two weapon, I think. It's so much better in my hands than Eric's. (laughs) It's actually actually so much better in my hands than Eric. Yep. Well, I rolled a five. Five. That's what we do. That's what we do. Second hit. Oh, there we go. Seven 18. damage. Nice. Seven damage. Electricity. Yeah, Man, that is so much more than Hiroji me. did. I must have a better weapon than he does. Well, whatever. Let's not 15, think about that. 20 damage. Tuttle is up. Let's give the people what they want. Push the button, Frank. No! <laughs> I'm going oh, to move so Cheddar good. into position first, though. Well, no. You do or, a standard... Oh, uh, well... You could press it as a standard. So roll one D hundred ten. Ten. Am I, am I allowed to move nice. him first, or or do I have to actually wait till next round to do this though? Well, you can use your standard, and then you can move him and use your standard on him. But you can't break it up. You can't move he, him. He, he wants then, to move it right next to the enemy, and then. But then you can't attack on. that turn. Then all right, then I'll then I guess I have to do the button next turn then, because I want to get him into melee range just in case whatever is going to happen is a short is a short range thing. But isn't the button going to be probably better than the melee attack though? Or the not if it not if it goes off no, around. I, I totally understand. And, you want it to be a melee range and blows up it like blows up Clara instead of the enemy. Yeah. So yeah. this turn, Cheddar. This turn, Cheddar is going to move into melee. All right, we're holding off on the button. This turn, Cheddar is going to move into melee range. Go to a diagonal of it. No, go one square down. Because then I'll be able to get flanking. That is true. Assume I came in diagonally and not yeah. taking the attack of opportunity. I, I I I get it. I yeah. I always assume that. In fact, can you get flanking? Do you have enough movement to do that? Yeah, he has flanking. Oh, um, I mean, if he can go to the square, he can go there, and then you won't provoke. You can get there in time. Yeah. Yeah. There I, you go. Are you, okay. Yeah. I guess I could. I could kind of loop around. You go diagonal, diagonal, diagonal. Diagonal down, diagonal down, I diagonal up. I think that's done. the first flanking we've had <laughs> in all of our combats. It's like twenty sessions in flanking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, discovering the game mechanics of flanking. Tactical razor bat. Tactical razor bat. 
misses. Oh, come on. Four. And actually, Tuttle should still have a shot as well. Cool. Um, if yes, you you could have done your shot, so you can do. Yes, yeah, if I didn't do the button, I would actually still have sure uh, mm-hmm. an action. Yep, you still have one. We're going in crazy wacky order today. Three. Rolls you guys are three. Not even dice weedies. Hiroji's up. Don't worry. Next turn, the button happens. Oh yeah. Move there. I'll do my trick attack. Let's do that. Oh wait! Oh, is he biting me? Is there? Is that basically the damage that he's doing? Is just a yeah. It's piercing. It doesn't. It doesn't do what you thought. Yep. It's, oh. it's not energy based. Yeah, just checking. You roll a one for stealth for a fourteen. Uh, trick you, attack does not work. You're actually oh, uh, changing that. That thirteen is low. Should be fifteen, but might work. Fifteen might work. Also, you rolled a one. Uh, rolled a one. It, it, you didn't do it. A 15 doesn't work. A 20 doesn't even work. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. I... Nice. Roll 14 nice. for 19. Right. Hit your five points of fire damage with your little laser gun. Oh, I mean, I did seven damage, but five is uh, great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, you, had a better, you had a better weapon. You got a better gun. Your, your you weapon know, was made in, uh, in, in Denmark, you know? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah. Who's up next? You're done? You're done. Clara. Yep. Clara, she does her trick attack. Let's see if she can do it better than you. Eight plus 17. Yeah, she's fine. She does hers. Actually, nice. Barely uh, does her trick attack. Exactly. It's hard. And she yeah. uses her little azimuth laser pistol, too. She hits. Hmm. Operatives are pretty useful. Yeah, we, should, yeah. we should get an operative on our team. Yeah. <laughs> and does six points of fire damage and then six more points of trick attack damage. How about that? So that's total of 18? Mo, no, total of 12. 12. Okay, because I see 6666. All right, so. All right. Uh, gonna do a, a walk of the beast. Okay, I'm gonna do a full attack. Okay. Does flanking apply to both of those? Yes. Yep. Just making sure. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. So it's still minus two only. Oh, you lucky bastard. Oh, tell me. Tell me. <laughs> yes. I hear a crit. I hear a crit. And it's still not Still dead. alive. Jesus. 26 wow. points of damage. <laughs> and it's still alive. And for my second attack... And so, kill yeah. it before we can push the button. The fans will never forgive you. Oh, all right. Well, Torsa, Torsa, kill, kill. Yeah. Get we it, kill, really get want it, Torsa to kill this thing. I'm going to forgo the damage, and I'm going to take the next round. To, to who cares about the button? I, I don't want to die. I mean, that doesn't matter. Torsa's got it. Cool. Yeah, Torsa, yeah, so. come on, Torsa. Oh. Two. Oh, rolls a <laughs> two. My second roll was a two as well. The weird thing backs up, takes a sort of five foot step. No, there's only one. And it looks around and says, so many tastes. You hear it in your brain. And it says, you. And it looks at Hiroji. And you feel your energy being leached out of your your life. Don't look at me. 
No. Oh yeah, it's it's like <laughs> oh yeah, he's looking at you. We're all it's looking at like you. movie Life Force. We're all looking at you. you. There's a space vampire. You see the energy coming out of you. Give me a fortitude save. Well, you are the only telepath here. You may have actually like glowed for it. All right, hold on. Let me work this out here. Hold on. Life Force, incidentally, one of Patrick Stewart's first roles. Oh. You know, one one of his earlier roles in that I think was um. Uh, hold on. That's how we roll a fortitude save. Yes. Wow. Roll the 19. I know. That actually was pretty Uh, good for you. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it only leeches six points of health from you. Oh my gosh! So that would have been 12, I guess? It would have been 13. It would have been 13, and it it, it actually fills him up and heals him. And he's like, oh, that's delicious. That's not good. I, Claudius, Patrick Stewart. All right, Rusty. He was in that? Yes, he was. He was, he, he was, uh, if you look yeah. at Patrick Stewart and I, Claudius, and you look at him in uh, Star Trek, he doesn't look any different. He's immortal. He must be. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. And actually, before I, Claudius might have been Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy when he was Carla and looks exactly identical still. Well, like an Excalibur, except he has a little yeah. bit of hair. Yes, in Excalibur. Excalibur, too. Excalibur, yeah, yes. wow, 70s. That's right. Yeah, that's really early. Uh, I think I want to confuse it again this time. Not that doing more damage than Hiroji last round wasn't fun, because it was. But I think I'm going to see if I can confuse it. Yeah. It's more challenging, too. Uh, I point and I say you have a large, multi-legged creature crawling on your shoulder. (laughs) I choose to add D6 to that. So, 35 bluff on it. Please also, all of you... totally is... Freaked out. It's like, huh? And also, by the way, when later on in this entire game, when you all believe everything I say, I want you to note that 35 bluff. All right? That is awesome. That's pretty good. I'm noting that now. That's better than my bluff, even. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Tuttle, you're up. All right. Now we give the people what they want. Push the button. Finally. Jesus. Blow the roof. Sorry, I just saw Die Hard recently, so... Oh, so good. All right, roll 1d10. Crossing fingers, rolling dice. That is awesome roll. You made a, a great three. Roll. He rolls a three, ladies roll. and gentlemen. This is great. It's the Cheddar sing-along. Cheddar deploys a subwoofer and an array of speakers that blast a four-line goblin song extolling the drone's powers. Push the button, overdrive, give commands, make it alive, change all wings, make all things better. Now our foes meet Mark Three Cheddar! And here, <laughs> everyone gains a plus one morale bonus to attack and damage rolls. And the creature has to make a fortitude save or... It can be deafened. Nice. nice. It is not deafened. Wait, wait. It rolls a three. It's well, not deafened. How is that possible? Because it is a ten. Because <laughs> it has space. A, it is, on the other hand, very confused, as we all are. <laughs> Actually, does any of that happen because we're in a vacuum? I hate to be a ah, sour puss. Oh, uh, yeah. It. We'll just say, oh, you're ruining it, John. I am. I you're am. That but that's guy. my role. You're that guy. I am guy. that guy. You know I'm that guy. You knew you that before we started. You hear it through the comms. That's true, though. That's true. Yeah, he can be doing it through the comms. 
He's doing it through the comms. You guys all hear. And, the, and yeah. the strobe lights are very inspiring. So, yeah, yeah, it's basically a dance party, and you guys it's all beautiful. feel you guys all feel invigorated. That's good. <laughs> I say double <laughs> rainbow, triple yeah. rainbow. Uh, does, do you have any movements at all, uh, Jason? Oh, yeah, that was for, between the, your guys. That Cheddar's totally. He's totally free to do whatever he wants. Okay, I don't know. How many? Well, no, because I used my whole action to do that. I think I can only move. This okay, round. a guarded step. No, you, can, just, no, you just did a standard. That's all you oh, did. Right. I can still give him his full round of commands. Yeah, of course. So, okay. so he can still attack then. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. Just there's uh... the song, by the way. Ha! I would just make the request for a guarded step to the south. I really like that. Okay, I want to read the song. Or do you Why want would to, I Jason? take the guarded step to the south, though? So that I could get flanking when it's my turn. Wait, he's all... Oh, right, he... yeah, he moved I guess backwards. southeast, I mean, that's what I mean. All right, yeah, I got you. I got you now. All right, so Cheddar will do a guarded step. I'm so excited to get flanking. I really am. No, it's great. It's a wonderful thing to have. It's called teamwork. I think Cheddar and Mo should get team feats. So Cheddar gets together. a plus one morale bonus on attack and damage rolls for one minute. And he's flat-footed, too. No. Jason, oh, he is flat-footed. Right. Yes, he is. The, not Jason, do you want to read the attack song that uh, Steve put up? Sorry, I was battling a couple different things there for a second. Push the button, overdrive, give commands, and make it alive, chainsaw wings, and make all things better. Now our foils meet Mark Three. Chad da 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 da. Our she did one extra point of damage because of the song. So yeah, he does six points of damage. Rolls a twenty-four, really, because I forgot the plus one. So he uh, he's inspired by the song and crushes this poor thing. Poor baby. Poor thing. Hiroji. Okay, I'm gonna do my thing. My stealth trick attack. Yes, that's going to work. 30. 17 for a 30. That doesn't. That's even better than my stealth. Oh, your stealth's terrible. <laughs> you don't think they, uh, the the Vesk stealth is great? It's not great. I have plus one for stealth. Oh, you killed it! Yeah. Yes. Oh. And, and I get an extra D8. Nice. I get three more damage. How much did... Whoa! It's already dead. So you did three plus three damage. Okay. This thing collapses like and just falls on the ground in a heap. Uh, Dr. Tuttle, am I correct to assume that this is a creature that's never been identified or seen before? Dr. Tuttle is offline right now, so ask me. Still, my question is... You can ask me, because I I have many Mysticism. Mysticism. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just stepped out to get a drink, so I'm back. uh, I, All right. Uh, my question was, Doctor Doctor Tuttle. I'm actually trained in that. Yeah, I don't. I just assume you don't know anything, Doctor Tuttle. Do you recognize this creature from anything anywhere in this universe? Uh, mysticism. Uh, Life science Rusty. would be an option. No. Nope. Rusty. Uh, I'm not really much. I'm not really much a mysticist, but I can give it a shot. Rusty, just so just so you know. <laughs> you have to be, you have to be trained in it. Just just so you know. So, well, uh, Doctor Tuttle, I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Tuttle doesn't study that hippie stuff, so... Uh, oh, I say this is... We don't have field. anybody who knows that. <laughs> Clara? Do you know anything? The yeah. Lichenta? <laughs> as a race. 
are very Jared walks over to it and like <laughs> Clara looks at it and's like sort of like poking at it and it says, I don't know what this thing was, but it sure like eating you, Mo. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mo's uh, uh, doing R- a jig, Rusty, Rusty, by the way. Rusty, by the way. Yes? Just things you should know about me. Um, yes. My race is a warrior race. With those antenna? Uh, yes. Like, uh-huh. way more of a warrior race than these, uh, you know, barbarian races you see around you. We've actually done a lot. Are you pointing at anyone particularly? No, no. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm always called the speciest. I want to know who I mean, you meant. I, 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 will get, I will look at Mo. Yeah. And I, I will look at, uh, at, at, at Rash Creature. Like, look, yeah. we are yeah. you know, a warrior race. And like, just warrior so you race. Know, Makes you an outcast, I'm guessing, right? Am right. I right? No, no, yes. but, I, but I, I've studied. I'm well-versed. I know about things. I know what this is. You do? Oh, what is yeah. it? Well, let me see if I know. I mean, I know more than these other people, so you should look to me first. Like, I sure, know a sure. lot yeah, of things. That's, that's, that's yeah. I know, I know, I know okay. a thing or two about a thing or two. I'm going to start looking at my communication yeah. device to see if like I can Google it. Three minutes it. later, we'll get a mysticism yeah. roll. Okay. Yeah. 15. You actually know what it is. Wow. <laughs> he actually does. Oh, my God. I wish he would have missed Nope. This is yeah. the one I wish he would have missed. Nope. Go yeah, ahead. What's the, what is I was it? caught on that. Oh, well. <laughs> it's a uh, gargarlockcock. It's sort of something like from Rick and Morty. It's a uh, gargarlockaraka. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's got a lot of G's and A's and K's and L's. It is a very mysterious creature. The drift very much remains a mystery to explorers and scholars of the pack worlds. While life exists there, usually dragged along when the piece of the plane it happened to be occupying was pulled into the drift by by traveling starships. Scientists have only recently begun to recognize that the drift also contains native life. One of these creatures is the Gargalakak, sometimes called a drift wraith by spacefarers, fortunate enough to have survived an encounter with one. Many xenobiologists believe that they can absorb and sustain on the planar energies of the drift and don't actually need to feed on living creatures, even though they do hunt. They can make a temporary lair on a floating chunk of terrain, using it as a base from which to mount hunting forays into the plain nearby. Inevitably, however, they abandon the lair in search of better hunting grounds. Highly intelligent, they display intense curiosity about other creatures, but their extremely alien mindset makes a peaceful interaction difficult, if not impossible. They love to taste and feast on new creatures and entities throughout the universe. Hmm. Excellent. It actually had resolve points. That's how tough this thing was. How, uh, oh, go ahead. It actually could leech life is what it was doing. It was sucking your life out. And it even had something where it can phase through walls and turn into a incorporeal creature. But you killed it before it got to that. So you guys killed it quick. That's amazing Uh, that we actually did that. All right. Given uh, how much of a pain in the ass incorporeal creatures are, thank goodness. Yeah. All right. Hiroji um, does the the following he uh, holsters his pistol, he pulls out his survival knife, he steps on the head of this creature, he says, Compatriots, look upon me as I take my trophy. It cuts off a piece of tentacle. I have killed this. Wow. For the rest of us. 
That's very admirable. That'll be your trophy. I'm looking at the ship while he's doing that. That he's got his trophy. Um, yes, Muddle, uh, you easily yeah. recognize the Sunrise Maiden as a Sanjali Vagabond, a common though somewhat outdated model of starship known for its toughness and dependability. This was the Sunrise Maiden that Nash willed to you in her farewell message, and this must have been her ship. Yeah, hey, I bet it's an outdated ship by about 75 or 80 years. Yeah. In fact, it is. That makes it a classic. So, Do do these creatures, I'm going to ask Hiroji, I'm actually going to engage Hiroji again. Um, (laughs) Do these things uh, travel in groups? Or are they solitary creatures? Uh, they are completely solitary. Okay. Just checking. They're, they're solitary. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. That's good to know. Um, let's go to this ship. Let's, let's get about... First of all, I, I, I'm giving an, an inspection of this room to see if there's anything else, uh, you know... Oh, Yeah. Anything chewing on the power cables or anything like that? Oh, yeah. There's actually the dead bodies. There's the ship. It's a huge cavern. Oh, yeah. There's, right. gonna, there's tons of stuff. I here. don't know if you need to give a room description or not, but uh, like, where are the bodies at? Like, those are near us, those I believe. Those are right by the front door. Okay. Yeah, they're and right. Those were, and when the entrails you said were decorating the place, it wasn't like it was. Like a shaman would like do uh, decorations. No, you think this thing, No, you think this thing was actually carefully like making a art piece out of the entrails. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. It is intelligent. So, yeah, we killed an artist. Wow. It's it's a very alien. So you have no idea what it was doing, but it's quite beautiful in its disgustingness. Wow. That's pretty good. Uh, well, glad that thing is filming. So we'll get that uh, for posterity and uh, verity. Uh, so, so do we recognize the suits that these humanoids are wearing or what's is there anything to search in in the corpses yeah you actually see these and these are the last two missing crew members from the acheron and you can see their suits and this is all that was these are like you know the head count and these are the last two and they were obviously torn to pieces and ripped apart by this creature Wow. Uh, let's search those bodies. No, that's really sad. They could actually have been infected by the dogs and then ripped this apart point, by this like, creature. I'm not, <laughs> I don't care as much about them, to be honest. Like, I need to get off this rock. I need to go home. I, I don't want any of this. And, the, uh, the space madness is taking hold even faster. Yeah, that is. Yeah. We, we can see it, actually, in your eyes. Um, do you, so what do you guys do? Do you look through the cavern? So these guys have nothing on them. They're completely stripped. Well, let's okay. completely Greyhawk this room. Yeah, we got, we got time. Well, we want to Greyhawk it. Um, but before we like get on a ship and leave or anything silly like that, um, I can't remember actually where we were at in trying to actually download data from the computer in the room outside. It was something at the end, but we have an alien. You failed. Yeah. Okay. Did we try again for that today though? You failed. Well, we failed on a culture check to read anything, so it's pretty much a fail, right? Yeah, yeah you can't download. There's like, there's nothing. It's no, not that won't work. You were just trying to understand it, 
and you couldn't really understand it. It's in some other. Oh, Taken at oh, twenty. Oh, okay, then then let me let's re- redirect. I actually meant download. We are yeah, on a, we are on a location with a completely alien life uh, construction that no species has ever agreed with. Literally, making a copy of anything, even if it's in just digital form, would be something people could research and examine back home. Well, we have the 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 thing filming, uh, but I don't think how if we can't interface with the computer. Yeah, processor, a, a memory chip, you know, whatever. You can try to start destroying it. There's nothing to, there's no like I.O. port. There's nothing to actually copy. It's like looking at, it's like looking at a black box and say, okay, copy the, copy the data out of that box. And you have no way of getting into it or there's no port to it. There's no access. It's not Bluetooth enabled. It's not Wi-Fi. Oh, well. Nope. So this, they're apparently their technology is beyond my understanding. It's pity. Pretty much. Well, your understanding, Rusty, to be honest, is pretty limited, right? Uh, oh, no, I, I got the knowing of a lot of things. Do you? Anyhow, you yeah. look around and you find the Garkalox lair. Oh, is that like, okay, describe what that oh, is. That's what I'm talking about. Lair loot. Lair loot. The lair loot consists of several unusual art objects from many civilizations. They appear to be bizarrely unsettling to delicately exquisite. I enjoy all that. Yeah, we're going to just look at it for uh, face value of the items, actually, and not for the aesthetics. It's probably worth something to someone. These are from, like, all over the universe, and they appear to be quite interesting. You guess you'll have to bring it back and find out what it's worth couple grand, couple thousand credits. So it's not like a found art where it's like a fuzzy urinal or something like that where you'd say... It's literally artwork. Okay, wow. We we recognize it as being important. But uh, anything else? Nope. Hey. Oh, you got a ship. I forgot about it. You got a giant spaceship. The ship, the art art may be worth something. You never know. You never know. Well, yeah, it's it's worth something. But it's so so weird that... um, this creature was here, and like it had a ship. And no, it Tuttle, a ship. Tuttle feels like it's his job to go aboard and prep the ship. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, see what engineer, in. do your engineering thing. All right, just because everyone seems to be like insane tonight, let me explain to this one more time. Just because I'm getting a little weirded out by this whole thing. The woman who died, whose ghost you killed, who barricaded herself. She left you the message where she gave you the ship, Nash. This is her ship. Oh, the sunrise. Oh, I actually had completely forgotten that. Okay, Okay. you guys saw that whole message from Nash. He crash landed here. She was being pursued by a creature. It was this creature, the Garkalok. She tried to retreat. Yeah, I was confused because I thought this whole planet was this ship. She was getting hunted by this thing. She tried to stay in here, but it phases through walls and killed her. But I was going to kill her. She killed herself. She became the ghost that haunted the cavern. And then in her last will and testament, she willed and gave you the ship legally. Right. The ship is now here, and it is yours. She gave it to me, This Garkalock thing is from the Drift. No. All these creatures are from the Drift. Got it? Right. And you even showed us the video last time. Right. And remember, she Got briefly it. found a way to like put it off for a while, but then her 
her shield, whatever it was, was running out of power or something. Right. And she gave it to Hiroji. I forgot. I remember that. <laughs> she did. All right. So let's go on the ship. Let's yep. just go on the ship. That yes. is, I give you the floor plan of the ship. We're really slow. No, I had actually just forgotten that plot thing from last week. It's always a good idea to review. I, I also stopped taking notes in the player loads, which was dumb. That's a good ship. Uh, can you talk about the weapons at all? Like how many, like what type of weapons it has? Or is that for another time? It's beautiful. We will have to discuss whether we want to keep the name. Oh, but now it's like an inherited legacy. Yeah, Wouldn't you it? can't change the name. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's her. She willed it to us. Summer Maiden is way better than that other one. Well, that is better than Hippocampus. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, We're moving up in the world. Yeah, way better. Oh, I see. All right, so you got gunnery stations. I am the perpetual pilot. There shall be no other pilot other than me, and I shall be the pilot always, just so you know. All right, all yours. So there, I gave you the stats. It is, you know, a tier three spaceship. Nice. It's medium. Got a speed 10, good maneuverability. Drift has a drift engine, which means it can go through the drift. It has okay armor. It has 55 hit points. It has good shields, 60 shields. It has a lot of cut, lot of cannons. A lot of cannons. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the turrets. Yeah, Yeah, the port. Yeah, we got we got cannons. These are a lot of them are directional though. I'm not crazy about that, but. As long as we got a turret. There's a lot. There's a turret. There's particle beams. There's flak throwers, laser cannons, gyro lasers. We probably need more people. Pretty good. Yeah. This is we need this to is hire good. some gunners. Well, <laughs> actually, these gunners, because they're directional, uh, it might mean someone just goes from one gun to another, you know. Yeah, that's how it works. Turn. Yeah. So. so, in addition, while you're checking out the ship, you notice that the cargo bay is filled with stuff. Ooh, that's oh, that's a good thing. I love stuff. I believe that also reverts to us. I I invented stuff. Can we like seal this thing and like make a breathable atmosphere inside? Is that something that, or does it totally? Okay, we. Totally. You guys have any objections to doing that? No, no. Let's get on board. No, let's great. be done with okay. this. God for well, rock. The the only thing that we would want to do is make sure there's nothing on the Archeron that we want, or that is ours. Oh, there, there there's one thing. This rock that we're on, we want it. Uh, okay, yeah, not right. the whole rock. Yeah, no, he's right. This is actual prize. Uh, yeah, but it's. Someone. I, 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 I feel. You guys no, seem no. to forget you were. Yeah, sent we, here. someone already owns the rock. <laughs> There's contracts and everything. That's yeah, not even said to uh, mitigate and figure out who who you think should actually own this afterwards. Whether it was the Hard Scrabble Collective or the. Um, two teams of right. on this already. I don't. This is not the fight we want to die on. I think we want to. I think we own this. I think we did all the heavy lifting. No, no, well, no. Ha. The ship is the prize. Well, this is awesome. But we, we might now want to make one more call to Gevilarsk Nor and say, hey, we're about to leave. Is there anything else you think you need? Yeah. And we can do that from our ship. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we, we got to go to him. Well, last message we left was asking for a ride. Yeah, we got to go to him first and be like, look, 
Um, I feel like you might have fucked us and taken your ship back with the thing you wanted. What? Yeah, I, I feel like he did that. I do. I do feel that. I feel like he somehow made his ship come back with his property. Well, and of course he, he did that. Yeah, well, well that's, 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 sense. That's, right. that's not unacceptable to me. He's going to leave us stranded on a rock? No, dude, there's another ship the whole time. It was docked to another ship. That's the Archeron. I understand. We could have gone home on that ship any time we wanted to. I know, but he did not tell us this. He didn't give it a vacuum of information. Yeah, yeah. Like a, um, he I took off with our property. I, yeah. I, I agree that he probably did this. On the other hand, at the time he took the ship, he didn't necessarily... I mean, I'd be a little bit accommodating of the fact that, you know, maybe he was going to send the ship back after he got his crate or something. So I'm not going to, if he, if he pays, if he pays us, I guess I don't have a huge problem with it. Well, yeah. there, was a, there was, there was a lot of quibbling over yes. opening up his casket. Yes, I was, that was actually what I'm thinking. There for was it. a lot of conversation that may have concerned him. Right. And, uh, and, and that was mostly on your end, your guys end, you and Mo. And I regret that, that because, not to mention you know, names. I was, we're, we're was never in intending to. T- I was never intending to take his goods. I wanted to make sure they were his goods. That's all I was right. ever talking about. Well, as I understand it, our conversation was privileged on our own closed channel and not privy no, to the, the prying eyes of the robot floating behind us. Cambon. I, know, I thought I thought that the ca- the robot was there. I thought. Yeah. Well, That's, whatever the case was, there was a lot of like uh, shenanigans, and uh, he took his ship. And made it come back, but I have an issue with that. I do have an issue with that. Um, I, I I feel like he left us to die, and uh, that for me is a is a debit. Well, all right, well, that that's that's fine for later because right, there's another of, ship it, right it's here. It's a potential yeah, I mean, point of negotiation. Yeah, maybe we that's, can maybe that's an issue. I mean, but there's a lot of money on our ship on that ship too. Yeah, yeah. Well, when eh, we get back to uh, the station, then okay. we'll get that money. Right, let's, let's do that. Let's do it now. Yeah. So we. Anyone objecting to uh, Hiroji getting into the pilot seat and driving us to the station? Absalom? Mr. Hiroji, take your station. Uh, Tuttle, do you see anything you want to do here? Because we also have that portal. Well, we could infect the station somehow. (laughs) If anybody wants to do that. You can't fit your ship through the portal, so. I know, but there's two ways home is what I'm saying. Well... Just to make a funny point, um, the hangar bay doors are still closed. That is, that a is good kind point. of funny. However, <laughs> we have aft cannons. We have aft cannons. <laughs> you actually, during your searching, you actually see the control panel, and someone can go open the doors if they wanted to. Wow. Okay. Uh, before we go back to the station, I would, while we have a nice spaceship, I would like to do a complete spin around this rock and see if there were any other openings we missed. Can we do an observation from the outside? Definitely. In fact, we can do that during combat even. Uh, yeah, I might want to go through that portal now. I'm convinced I want to go through that <laughs> Well, who would drive us back, Roji? You know, there's only three more pilots on board. I, I, uh, Without you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, if you want the best of the best, if you want... <laughs> do you want Domino's or Ray's original? I want to see you go back through that portal. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I will go through that if, you're, if you're daring me right now, I'll go through that portal. I so dare you. Dude, um, <laughs> we all caught that our, our quarters back in the station have been quarantined, right? Well, we only know for a fact that Hiroji is set... Oh, 
alarms in his quarters in uh, the station. That said, quarantine broken. I thought you were sharing quarters with him, Mo. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, you were. I, yeah, I remember about you. that. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Enjoy. Enjoy that. And quarantine broken was, yeah. I think, the alarm that went off. That's great. Uh-huh. You don't want to just, go back there. I'm just dropping that in in case anybody missed it. Yeah, Herji, are you really going back there, really? No, no. Let's get. I, I, I need to pilot, and I'm good at that. <laughs> well, thank God. Okay, we have a pilot. I will say, just to speed things up, uh, Tuttle, I imagine, just hacks the doors. It's an engineering check to just hack it. There's no short-circuiting or anything. The doors start to open, and you can fire up the Sunrise Maiden's power core, warm up the thrusters, and take off back for Absalon Station. Punch it. Full impulse, Mr. Hoji. Take us out. All right. Well, here's where we leave off. So that is the end of book one, believe it or not. You've successfully wow. completed book one. Yay. Do we actually Woo-hoo. drive the Sunrise Maiden into the sunrise on the way back to Absalom? For style points? Oh, I think it's we get the doors open and that's... So there's nothing around the asteroid that we see that's special or anything? No, I mean you guys. Okay. You guys right. did the same. Fair enough. You did the same one as last time. You guys look around like you're a little bit more familiar with it since you've literally been on the asteroid. And what's fascinating is after you leave, that it turns out that there was some some sophisticated holographic projections that make it appear as if it's solid rock where the doors were. Ah, interesting. Oh, that's cool. Sort of like that, like that Star Trek episode. Interesting. All right. Well, can't actually, you didn't know where that was. So, yeah, we can pick this up next time where you guys will actually have to fly back to the station and we will start book two and maybe get John on the show since he wrote it. <laughs> Try nice. to get him to run a little bit of it again. Bitch better have my money. <laughs> ah, that's great. Also, you know, when we get back, I really want you all to be nice to uh, to uh, our, our benefactor. These Eoxians really seem like nice people. They're starting to grow on. You mean our benefactor who took our ship, uh, who probably took our ship and left us to die. That yeah. Who took yeah. his ship. Yeah. And really knowing that we could handle this. That's all I'm saying. There's I'm just issues. saying he seems like a stand-up guy to me. I need to actually find some religion so I can sell some things and buy some things. Because this laser pistol I'm using now at level three is no. <laughs> By the way, Clara and Torsa go with you. Um, if you don't. Oh, we can oh. sell that. We can sell them when we get back too. Yeah, that's. Oh, how much can we get uh, for? Only ten cents on the dollar. Uh, Goblin so. is worthless. Yeah. Operative is actually a thing, and uh, you, you know, you're gonna fight me for that because that's my girlfriend. Wow, <laughs> that, that's new. Wow. Is there any uh, buying or selling of things that you want to do between yes. this session or and next oh, session? Or do you, you want to do You, just FYI, you just got on the spaceship. Okay, okay, just yeah. so we're good. <laughs> you're, not okay, even, we you're not even back at the station. Okay. This is not going to be a five-minute thing. So. I know, we that's cargo hold. Like, we don't like, actually know how much money we're going to end up with. I mean, like, yeah. we, we had a ton of money in the other ship, and that's gone. This is we, what we I would have, recommend. We don't have much money in this ship. and uh, I would recommend that you guys will probably have a couple thousand at least. I would probably start putting together a buying spree of what things you might want to get with a general concept that you'll probably have a couple thousand at the minimum, plus anything you got for 
Gabalaskanor. So you'll at least have a couple thousand. Assuming you can get your stuff back from the ship, you'll have actually several thousand. I got to look it up. It's maybe like eight, ten thousand each. So you you'll have a fair amount. So if you guys got want it. to do some preliminary shopping, right? Okay, that's that's, that's very I, helpful. Actually, I, I, and I've actually spent. I, I'm going to spend a couple thousand from Rusty and a couple thousand from Mo. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to pull a. I mean, extra money. So there we go. They finished it. Book one is complete. Who knows what's going to happen? Will they make it back? Will they get blown up? Will they get sucked into a wormhole? Find out next week when we start book two. So there's one thing about the Paizo adventure paths is that each book is really, really different. That's actually one of my favorite things about these adventure paths is that you'll usually have a completely different arc and story and sort of genre per book. So this one was kind of a weird one. I'd say of all the adventure paths I've read and played, this was actually one of the toughest ones. It actually was a very hard one, especially for an intro adventure path. It had a lot going on. You had a murder investigation, you had space combat, you had Zero-G on a dark asteroid. You name it, it had it. This is actually not a simple adventure for new people to play, but I did feel it was a pretty fun adventure and I felt it was a good introduction to the Starfinder rules and it kicked off quite a bit. It was actually a smaller adventure. The Starfinder adventure paths are much smaller than the Pathfinders. They're about two-thirds the size, but you wouldn't feel it. It actually felt just right. Sometimes I feel the Pathfinder adventure paths have a lot of padding to them. But I will say that the next adventure path, or the next book, should I say, in the adventure path, is really different. And it's going to be a nice little break. That's the other thing, is just as you start getting kind of sick and tired of where you are, you get to go somewhere totally different and totally new. So overall, I've been very happy with Starfinder. I really, really love this system. I also really like this adventure path so far. It actually threw a lot at these guys, if you think about where they started off. And they're only level 3, and they just became level 3. It's actually quite amazing how much they've done in such a short period of time. Also, we finally got to see what the button did. Well, we got to see one of the many items the button could do, as it has a lot of random features. And we haven't even seen some of the other tables, I will give a little bit of a spoiler, is if Cheddar ever rolls a 1, there is a table he has to roll on in which weird things will happen. It has not happened yet, but hopefully in the near future it will. So we have that to look forward to, as well as many future uses of the button. So this week for GM Tips, I wanted to talk about something that happened this week, and that was Chris kinda was playing Jason's character. Now. After listening to this a second time, I don't think Chris was actually trying to be malicious and actually trying to play his character. I think he was actually trying to help out Jason because it was taking too many actions for him to set up Cheddar and then press the button. And in retrospect, I think Chris was actually just trying to help out Jason and push the button for him. And Pathfinder, we actually do this a lot. We'll often have each character help out other characters, administering potions, giving them magic items, assisting them, things like that. So again, I don't think it was malicious, although it did kind of come off like that when we were playing. But that does bring up an interesting point that I wanted to talk about this week in my GM tip. 
is that you will have characters and people trying to play each other's characters. Now, this will happen. This happens in any cooperative game. It's actually very often seen in board games. I like to play a lot of co-op board games, like Pandemic Legacy and things like that. And in Pandemic, you'll often see one person kind of optimizing everyone else's turn. And then suddenly, instead of four people playing their characters, you have one person sort of running the show and then everyone else is just following along. And that can happen in any role-playing game. And as a GM, you got to be aware of it. So one thing I will start off with is that I have a zero-tolerance policy. If someone starts to play someone else's character, I put an end to it very quickly. doesn't matter who I'm playing with, whether it's newbies or veterans, I always put a stop to it. It can end really badly. I've seen entire games dissolve over these sort of things. So what does this mean exactly? Well, this comes in multiple flavors. The one flavor I would say is that someone is overtly trying to play someone else's character. They're actually telling them what to do. And that can be as simple as, oh, you haven't played this character before, I've played a wizard, I know the spells. And this especially can happen if someone is playing a very complex character. One example is when John was playing with us. He chose a wizard, which was probably the worst character for him to start off when he started to play with us, because it's just so complex. And sure enough, he was just doing things quote-unquote wrong. Not necessarily wrong, but you know, there's just certain things you sort of do when you're playing a wizard, and he just didn't know the mantras and the methods of how to play it. And it sort of was driving everyone else kind of crazy. They weren't telling him exactly how to play, but they were trying to give him hints, and John didn't really love it. Now again, they weren't trying to be malicious. If anything, they were trying to be efficient, but you got to be very careful. So one thing as a GM is if someone is actually playing a very complex character, it's a little bit more forgiving if you jump in and maybe give a little bit of suggestions than other players. And also I would talk to the other players and just tell them to lay off and let him play his character his way. That's one thing is that if you're actually just one person's literally telling someone else how to play their characters. And again, zero tolerance. I would just sit down with everyone, explain to them like, look, it's not fun if someone else is playing someone else's character and just lay down the law because if you don't, people are going to start fighting. The second way that I've seen this occur, and this one's a lot more difficult to sort of mitigate, is someone who is not necessarily playing other people's characters, but I kind of call them the coach. I had a player that played with us quite a bit. He's actually kind of like our fifth beetle. He actually might join us once in a while, but he's an amazing player. This guy knows every single rule. He will read the book, and I mean he'll read a thousand-page rule book, and he will know everything inside and out, upside down in a week. However, he does have a tendency of sort of sitting there saying what everyone should do. Now again, he's not being mean, and he's just trying to be helpful, but it comes off as obnoxious because he's saying, okay... This is what's going to happen. I'm going to go in, and you should take point, and you should do backup, and you should cast a spell. How's that sound, guys? And when you do that once in a while, it's not so bad, but he does it all the time. And again, I kind of had to sit down with him and explain to him, like, there's a fine line between being helpful and telling everyone what to do. And again, he does this quite a bit. He doesn't mean to be mean by it, but after you do that three or four times, Per session, it really pisses people off. 
and you'll actually have people yelling at them, telling them to stop telling them how to play your character. So when that happens, again, you got to just sit down, talk to the guy and say, look, if people ask for help, you should give it, but really just try to play your character your way. Now there's the final aspect of this, which is you as a GM, how do you prevent this? Well, you talk to your players and don't just go behind their back. Just tell them, say, look, everyone should play their own characters and they should trust you as a GM that there's no quote wrong way to play someone's character. I've seen people do crazy, crazy things in my games. And as a GM, my players have to trust me that I'm not going to let them sort of get hung out to dry. That if they do something nuts and crazy, as long as it's not suicidal, that something fun and exciting will occur. I've seen crazy things. I saw Chris ride a shark once in one of our adventures. I saw John get an eaten by a purple worm. He couldn't get out, and then he got a fingering of wonder. He used it. A griffin appeared, and the griffin tore its way out of the worm. These are crazy ways to play. There was no right way. There was no wrong way. It was just the crazy way, and I always prefer the crazy way. So it's sort of a combination of A, talk to your players, let them know when this is occurring, cut it off right away, make sure everyone knows that they can play their own characters their way, and also make sure that they're reassured that you will allow them to play their characters as long as they're not stupid and messing up the enjoyment of everyone else. That's a whole other thing. That's like griefing. I won't get into that right now. That's not really playing other people's characters, but sort of ruining the game for other people. Subtle difference. So hopefully that was helpful. So a lot going on this week. We finally finished book one of Dead Sons, and we're going to start book two next week. We have a special guest on the show next week. We released our first RPG supplement, the Loot Box of Wonder, which has been doing fantastic. In one day, it was in the top five of Starfinder items in Drive-Thru RPG. Once again, make sure you check it out. It's totally free. Written by Thurston Hillman from Paizo, our very first guest on the show. And once again, we have our $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. All you need to do is review the show on iTunes or Stitcher or Facebook. Write us at contest at rollforcombat.com and just give us your name and that's it, you're entered. If we call out your name, let me know and you get $100. This week is a review left on Stitcher by Jake102. So Jake102, you have won. Congratulations, contact me and you will get your prize. So don't forget, please follow us on iTunes. Please review us on iTunes, it really helps out the show. Follow us on Facebook. Make sure you check out the Discord channel. People don't know what Discord is. People have been asking me what that is. Discord's really cool. It's sort of a weird combination bulletin board and chat function. It allows us to play games. We're actually playing Starfinder games on there. I post all the maps the players see. I post all the downloads they see. I post some extra things like videos and other items that are extra that you can use your own game. You can find the Discord link on the website at RollForCombat.com. Check out our Twitter. Check out our Facebook. Just check us out. We're all over the place. So with that, hope you guys have a good week, and I'll see you next week on Book 2. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show... 
please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Rusty Carter's motto, there's no I in team, but there is an M and an E.